Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of minus 9 degrees in Edmonton, minus 15 degrees in Saskatoon, and minus 1 degree in Toronto. 12, 12 days until Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Thanks, Ev. Thank, thank you, Everly. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live, as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Uh, listen in live to the show on the app. Search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. There's a chat box. You can uh, hop in, say good morning. You can ask any questions you want, or you can click the call-in button and ask those questions. Um, any questions you want about real estate investing for free every morning, free coaching. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. Yes. Um, like some of these other people that are joining in live this morning. We got Scotty P saying good morning. Got L Ray. Ryan's here. Eric's here. Denise here. Cody, Garrett, Don. Good morning, everyone. Tynan. Morning, John and Joshua and Patrick. Joey's here. Did you say Joey? No. Joey needs to be here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I. I just he's he's uh he's having a hard time getting up in the mornings. Oh. I didn't see him yesterday. Maybe he might have been there, but Okay. okay. Um, yep, and lots of others as well. Good morning, everybody. Absolutely. Okay, so uh today's show. Today's 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 show is gonna be a really good uh really really good show. Oh yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I think it's gonna be good. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but just kind of uh, just making some noise uh, so that we don't have any dead uh, lack of noise. What's um, wrong with you? I'm, no, I'm just waiting for questions to come through. Oh, I'm just oh. going to keep talking so there's not any. Um, I have to just keep making noise. It's a podcast. That's how it works. Oh, here we go. Great. Okay, something great to talk about, Cody. Got an offer accepted yesterday. Looking for two more before the end of the year. Holy shit, snacks. Damn. He's really taking this whole real estate thing very seriously. Very seriously. Oh, my God. So, Cody's got a fix and flip on the go. A burr on the go. He just got another burr. I think I think they're going to be burring that property. Another property accepted yesterday. And he's planning on doing two more in the next, how many days left in the year? 18? 18 yeah. days? Yeah. Holy crap. Less than three weeks. Uh, that's pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, it is. Agreed. And uh, Cody, do you want to share any of the details on that new property? 
a new property that you uh, that you got accepted. Um, he's just looking for, t- for he's just looking for a townhouse and single family flip. If anyone knows of anything, he's just going all in. Oh wow! Okay. So he's looking for a flip right now. Um. Okay. Garrett says, uh, looked at a house last night, mildew, mold, smell in the basement, has a few large cracks that run diagonal from top to bottom. Looks like they tried to patch it. Should we run away? The rest of the house looks really decent. Ah, Garrett. Um, I ain't afraid of no cracks. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Um, It depends. It depends. I think that um, I think you should write a conditional offer and I think that you should um, bring the information and pictures to the master's coaching session on Thursday and I can have a better look at that to determine it. But I mean, even, even myself, I don't even want to make the call. I, I am. I'm going to give you a recommendation for a, uh, a concrete specialist and he's fantastic. He can come out and when you're doing your home inspection, just have him come out and have a look at it and he'll tell you whether it's good or not good or whether it can be fixed or not can't be fixed. Um, sometimes people try and fix it themselves. You know what I mean? They can go grab a tube from, you know, somewhere at Home Depot or, or home hardware and they can try and fix it themselves. Um, I, I, I personally, I like cracks because um, of what you just said right there. Should I run away? And, you know, you've got training. You've got you know, experience. If you're running away, just think about, like, how many other people are running away. Um, I like that because when people run away, it gives me more leverage um, to get a good deal. Yeah. Um, if it can be fixed, then I love deals like that. Um, he says the rest of the house looks pretty decent. The reason why there's mildew and mold is probably just because the seepage. Yeah. Um, it's probably, I, I don't know, but it's probably been like that for a while and, um, you know, freezing, thawing, freezing, thawing, just seepage comes in and just not proper airflow in the basement and, uh, just created mildew and mold. So that's, uh, it's totally fixable. Yeah. I think it's a good opportunity. Um, Back to Cody. Cody says he put in an offer, never expecting it to get accepted. Um, he put it fifteen thousand dollars under asking, and they just flat out accepted it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I just did quick math, so um, because I I know based on you and Liam talking about it yesterday that um, you got it for eighty six point nine percent of asking price. So that's a pretty good. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> a pretty good win i'd say wow um due diligence time absolutely yeah i'm looking forward to hearing more about that uh upcoming events for us going to mexico (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh and christmas on the 25th i so badly wanted to be like never mind i won't say it um <laughs> uh yeah, uh and then Christmas is on the twenty fifth, so um but you know, the year's not over yet. 
there's still lots of stuff um, that you can do. I mean, look at Cody. Cody's still writing offers. Garrett's still running around the city. He, I mean, he, he drove in with Jackie and the family from White Court to Edmonton, which is what two hours, two and a half hours. Drove all the way in two hours to go look at properties yesterday. I mean, there's there's because they're hungry. Because they're hungry. Because they they do not recognize January first. Just because that's when the calendar year ends does not mean that that's when, you know, you start slowing things down. I mean, I'd love to say there's 365 days in a year, but when everyone acts like the last 30 don't count, it's actually 335 days in a year. So stop saying there's 365 days in a year. <laughs> or or just start. Or just stop slowing down. Just, just keep going. Hey, I, I think the holidays are very important. I think the holidays are a great time too. To, to spend time with family or at least at the very least spend time to, with the people that you love and that you care about and that you're doing it for. <clears throat> it's time to kick your foot off the paddle and be grateful, but you can still do stuff. Like how much work was it for Garrett and Jackie to go drive in yesterday? It was a little road trip for the family. It was part of a day. I'm sure they stopped in Atchison and got an A&W burger. Just wanted to see if I can I just want to see if they'd be like, oh my god, we did. Because on the way <laughs> because there's nothing else. There's nothing else on the way to White Court <laughs> to Edmonton. <laughs> can you think of any other place to stop from on the white on the way to White Court to Edmonton? I haven't done the drive very often. There's an Atchison AW. That is pretty much it. I, I I'm fairly certain he must have stopped there. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> ah, boy. What else we got going on in the comments today? Uh, well, Garrett said, sorry, I'm just scrolling back up now. Um, do, 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 do. He said um, he was agreeing with you that that's what it looked like, that there was just like seepage from the cracks and that's that was the um, moisture and said that it's been on the market for 100 days and has dropped price $45,000 in the last two months. Um, nice. You know, what's funny, um, is that like from this, like seller's end, what they don't realize is that if they just got them fixed <laughs> yeah. and like had their certificate saying, yep, yeah, we did have cracks. They were professionally fixed. Here's our certificate and warranty and, and whatnot. And it's all good. They wouldn't need to drop their price. Sure, they would still have to do some convincing because people see cracks repaired and they're like, oh, same thing. Oh, my right. God. Um, but yeah, like dropping at 45K in two months um, because there's clearly an issue that could probably easily be fixed for under 5K is nuts. We had a deal where we got $60,000 off. Yeah. Over cracks. And what was the repair like? Uh, four grand. Yeah. Six grand, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say six. But I'm I'm curious, and, and and we'll discuss this more on Thursday, um, Garrett. But uh, where did the cracks originate from, and where did they end? He said it was diagonal across the whole wall. Was it stemming off a window? You can answer me uh, when you get a second there. Um, we'll take a quick little commercial break, and hopefully, I'll have an answer for us. Or maybe he wants to come call in. Who knows? Stay tuned. 
Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right, no sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back with no answer from Garrett. Uh, cracks are <laughs> concrete cracks are, um, uh, they're, a lot of people get scared uh, foundational cracks. A lot of people get scared by it, but uh, they're not that scary because um, cracks are actually quite common in foundations, but a lot of people just never see them. Yeah. Um, in a lot of cases they're hiding behind, they're hidden behind the drywall, behind the studs, behind the insulation. Um, but most, most foundations have some form of cracks, you know, even within the first year after being poured, it's just, it's, it's normal. It's just normal. Um, for that to happen. It's the type of crack that is what can scare you or should scare you. Um, horizontal cracks are the bad ones. Horizontal cracks, you know, that, that wall, that, that side of the wall is, is, is pretty much lost its, its integrity now, right? It's not able to hold anything up anymore. Um, because it's kind of floating one piece on top of another piece, right? And the whole weight of the, you know, that side of the house is, is sitting on that. Yep. So it's, it doesn't, it's not, it's not structurally sound anymore. What they end up doing um, when you have something like that to repair it, it's a very costly repair, is they'll build a whole new wall next to it with steel beams. And it costs, it can cost anywhere from fifteen dollars to $30,000. Depends on how big the wall is. Um, depends on who's doing it. But they'll build a whole steel structure to hold up that side of the wall to basically take all of the weight off of that, that part of the foundation. So it's repairable. Um, is it the cheapest? No, but if you want to salvage the house and not tear it down, mm -hmm. that's the solution. Now, if you're talking about a vertical or a diagonal crack in most of those cases, they just fill it. Yeah. They fill it with, um, I can't remember what it's called. There's, there's, there's two different kinds of filler. Um, like an epoxy, but basically the whole purpose of filling it is not to, not necessarily to stop the crack. It's to fill it so that water doesn't get in. That's yeah. it. The crack is totally fine, but it's more so just to prevent water from getting in yeah. because <clears throat> depending on if you have weeping tile or proper grading or a sump pump, you know, there's always going to be water that's going to make it to the side of your house. You know, if you got grass right up to the side of your house, um, when it rains and there's moisture in the soil, you know, there's just going to be moisture just sitting there at the side of the house and moisture just needs to, it'll, it'll, it'll seep down and to the bottom. And then if it's up against, you know, an opening, it may seep in, but like, you know, we, we saw a crack at one of our, um, one of our flips once and like water had never gotten in, 
But then, like, if you put a, we had our crack guy come out, and he's like, he put a hose next to it just to see if it went all the way through. So he literally put a hose up on to it. The, on it, and then water came through. And he's like, okay, you should get this felt. It goes all the way through, right? There you go. Solved. So, but does it always get all the way through? Do you always have a hose right up to that crack? No. Um, and normally it's like the freezing and thawing of like winter, you know what I mean? When you got frozen soil outside or frozen ground, um, and then it all thaws and everything's all moist in the spring. And then you're going to have some seepage coming through. Um, it's not the end of the world. You get a little puddle in most cases. If you got a finished basement, it sucks because it's going to ruin the drywall. It's going to ruin the studs. It's going to ruin the carpet. But the easy thing to do when you're doing a renovation is just to fill them. And a lot of them come with warranties. Like, like I can't remember the, the, the warranty for ours, but mm -hmm. they come with warranties. So it's not terrible. And and most people don't realize that they have cracks in their basements that they don't even know about. So um, if you get an opportunity to, to, to look at a house and it's got a couple cracks, a lot of people, you know, would run away. You know, what you should do is get your concrete specialist in there when you got your home inspection, find out how much it is to, cut, to fix it. Now, if you're care, depends on like, oh, okay, I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that before I go down a huge rabbit hole on cracks. Okay. Um, Sean thinks hole. that seepage is a gross word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're entitled to that. Um, yeah. Uh, Garrett tried calling in and he was kicked off. I, I didn't, he wasn't kicked off. He tried calling in when I was talking. <laughs> you didn't accept? I was just going to wait till I was going to get him right now. Huh. Did you invite him? Jesus, spet a spit. Spet a spit? <clears throat> Forget about it. Just speaking Italian. <laughs> uh, where is he? Invite a speaker. Does he have headphones? Oh, Garrett, you better have some good headphones. This better be worth it. <laughs> Just call in, you guys, but we'll shame you. <laughs> Hello. Good How are you? Oh, good. Tired. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, we can, I, we can hear you. And we'll, we'll edit it later. It's, it's good enough. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, so this is uh, 1971, I think. Um, just a normal As soon as we go downstairs, you can well, Jack, you can smell it. I can't smell alcohol usually, but we went into the little furnace utility room there, and you can see that it's coming down from the side of a window. Outside, they don't those window. I can't remember what they're called. The little cutouts. They're like not attached to the house. They're all kind of sloughed in. There's lots of dirt and crap in there, so I'm sure that doesn't help. But also, underneath of the stairs, there's like linoleum there, and it's all lifted and peeling. Like, there's water down there at some point. They also had the little sump uh, cleanouts opened up underneath the carpet, so it looks like they're attempting to clean something. And then on the opposite side of the house, they have fresh drywall put up. So that's just kind of concerning that they're kind of trying to cut it out. I'm just going to mute you, um, but it's, it's all fairly normal stuff. It's They just don't know what they're doing. Um, 
and it, it's it, it can be a little intimidating, but it's if you knew if you knew if you dealt with it before, you'd probably be like, oh, it's no big deal. Um, there's water coming in. They didn't know what the heck to do. So they're like, oh, we should probably clean the sump pump. And there's some, you know, if, if there's if there's been water seeping in for a while, it's it's just no big deal. It's just it's just pouring on down on the concrete. You just got to clean it all up, clean it all up, fix the cracks, clean out the sump pump. Voila. Suddenly it's good. I, th- I think it's great. I think it's a great opportunity. I, something worth exploring. And he left. <laughs> he got his answer. He said, sorry, have a crappy reception. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, if the window is crappy, replace the window. If there's a crack in the foundation, fill the crack. Yeah. Sounds like maybe there might be some grading work that needs to be done. Do the grading Have work. a peek at the grading. Yeah. 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 Fix the grading. Everything's, everything's fixable except Except for horizontal cracks, then you got to spend a lot of money to get that all. Well, it's fixable too, but it's still it's fixable. The There's a cost, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, that's that one. There is a bit of a a touchy subject because I think a buyer would be would want to know if that side of the foundation was completely, you know, had had lost its structural integrity, and they built another wall. But otherwise. I mean, you've done your job. Like if you like any, everything has a cost. And if, if the deal doesn't work, then make an offer where the deal does work. Yeah. I think that that's a big takeaway um, that I think a lot of people are realizing just lately. And I think that um, Cody and Liam are a great example of it is that if the numbers don't work, put in the offer where they do work. You never know when somebody's just going to be like, yep, accept it. Yep. And then boom, you have the budget to do what you need to do to fix whatever problems need to be fixed or to just like do whatever you were planning on carrying on doing, the renovation or whatever. Yep. But just because it might seem like, oh, well, I can't make these numbers work, like don't just walk away. Still put in the offer at the numbers that do work. 100%. You just don't know. And you'll never know if you don't try. Wayne, you were quoted twice in my mastermind call last night. I was? Um, I guess you're, but have you tried trying? Yes. <laughs> has really stuck with a couple people. <laughs> yes. It, oh, that's amazing. That makes me so happy to hear. If you don't try, you don't know. I love it when people say that like it doesn't work. And I just yeah. go, yeah, but have you tried trying? it's such a douchebag thing to say but it's true like at the heart of it it's true it's like it works great with kids (laughs) it works great with kids when (laughs) dad dad i can't find it i can't find it yeah but have you tried trying have you you say you looked but did you try trying I'd say 95% of the time we don't, we don't really try. Yeah. Well, and if you're one of those people who's sitting there being like, I can't find a deal. There's no deals to be had. Fuck wah, off. Wah, wah. Like, <laughs> like 
if you're one of those people, you probably haven't put an offer in, I'm guessing. Yeah. You've just been like scouring the market and being like, these numbers don't work. There's no deals to be had. See, see they're trying, but they're not like really trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, da like, they're dabbling and trying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look this afternoon. And they look for half an hour and they're like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be working. But if your family was in danger and you had to get a deal by this weekend, I'm pretty sure you got a few more gears. You get a little extra gas in the tank, right? You haven't really tried trying. You haven't begged, stealed, and borrowed. You haven't cried, right? That's when I know you've tried. And if you begged, stealed, borrowed, robbed a bank, cried. Please don't. Then I know, okay, maybe there is no deals in this market. <laughs> but you just got to put offers out. You got to try. You got to put offers in that are lower. You got to, have you done everything that you can do in order to get the deal or to raise the money or to whatever? Mm -hmm. um, it really, you know, this all, this, <laughs> It all really depends on on, on on where you're trying to go with this whole real estate investing thing. If you're just trying to pick up a couple of properties or you're just trying to do one flip a year for a little extra income so you can pay for your kid's vacation, just ignore half of what I say. You know what I mean? You can dabble and you can, you can find your way. I know lots of people in our industry and that's what they do. You know, they just, they dabble. They get a property here, they get a property there, they change their Facebook profile. Yeah, they're doing good. They're doing great. Um, for the, for the rest of you that like have these large audacious goals, like they want to be the big thing and they want to quit their jobs and everything else, you, you gotta, you gotta take it to a whole nother level. The dabbling will not work. Half-assing it will not work. Like you need to be doing, you need to like do whatever the fuck it takes in order to reach those goals. And that's the problem is people try and use the same approach as everybody else when they're trying, when they have much bigger goals. I'm sorry, but like entrepreneurs are, are a different breed and you, you, you need to get on their level in order to reach those goals. I'm just trying to save people a lot of time too, right? Hopefully if I can inspire someone to just really start taking it seriously today, it might save them a whole heck of a lot of time. It might save them six months before it's like June or May and they realize, oh crap, I still haven't done shit. Or I took this course and I thought I was going to do this, but it didn't work out. And I took this course and I thought I was going to do this and it didn't work out. And then I bought a property, but like, I don't feel like I'm any closer to my goal. I'm just trying to help you save some time because if you're not cut out for it, you should lower your expectations. Or it's time to pull up your socks and actually start trying. Start hanging out with people who do try. Start surrounding yourself with the right people. Go fucking hire a coach. Do something. You know what I mean? Like if you can't do it, if you if if you look at yourself in the mirror and, and think to yourself or, or realize that this person is not cut out for this, you got two options. You can either go sit on the couch or you can go and figure out how to become the person. Plain and simple. And that will rub a lot of people the wrong way. That statement right there. I remember, I remember when I was, um, when I was starting, uh, still to this day, 
Um, people who speak like that have always rubbed me the wrong way. You know what I mean? They sound like a douchebag. Yeah. The too much ego. I can do it. You can't go sit down. That bullshit. I get it. But I learned something years ago is that successful people are assholes. <laughs> Just the conclusion that I came to. Most successful people are assholes or at the very least. I don't think that they're assholes per se, but I think that people perceive them as assholes. And that might intimidate some people. Well, I don't want to be like them because they're an asshole. I don't want to be like that. I still want to be my, I just don't want to be super nice. And you know what I mean? Just see where people are kind of mixing this all up. I think personally, something that I realized um, just from my own journey of that is, well, successful people usually appear to have really big egos and really big egos mean that simply they believe in themselves, Mm -hmm. that they think that they're the shit. And why would we ever want anybody to not think that they're the shit? Like Mm -hmm. everybody should think to yourself, I am the shit. And if you don't, that's really sad. And you have some growth to do. Yeah. Like everybody should think I am the shit. Like we should have our own personal belief in ourselves. So when we see people with an ego who believe that they're the shit and we don't personally believe that we're the shit, it's just, it's just a reflection of ourselves. That's all that it is. And that's what I realized. Um, you know, there was lots of people that rubbed me the wrong way when we got into this. And I just thought exactly like you said, when an asshole would a douchebag, like who the hell do they think they are? They think they're the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fantastic. 100%. You need to be around more people who think they're the shit. If you want to be, if you want to think that you're the shit, get around more people like that. Confidence. They're successful. Confidence. I just didn't believe in myself. Therefore, I thought those people were dicks. <laughs> I, I, I still think those people are dicks. And I also know that the things that I say, um, that people uh, think you're a dick. That people think I'm a dick. And, and that's just awareness. That's all that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know that if I, um, as I started becoming more successful, it, I, I knew that that was, that was, um, that was a price that I was going to have to pay. Someone told me that very on, early on is that as, as the more successful you get, more people are going to hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to be prepared for that. And I, and I was. Yeah. And I was, thankfully I was, I was, that light was, was, um, was shone on that early. Um, otherwise it would have really affected me. Um, but anyways, I mean, I'm getting a little off topic, but the, 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 the point is, is that, um, if, if <laughs> you're going to need a little bit of confidence, you're going to need a little bit of ego if you want to, if you want to hit your goals and, I'm going to leave it at that today. Yeah. I don't know. I, we got <laughs> a half an hour left in the show. And like, do I want to turn it into like a, a long rant rant <laughs> about how lazy you guys are and how you're not trying? No, it's, <laughs> it's Tuesday. We do have another question. Yeah. Change, change a topic. Sure. Um, <clears throat> oh, wait sorry. a second. Garrett says I am definitely a dick. Better than <laughs> not me. Him. Better than being a whiny biatch, though. <laughs> Yeah, let, let, let me add one more thing on there. Okay. Um, uh, 
uh, 500 years ago or like a thousand years ago, um, the people that you would have been around would have been like your village. Right. Just imagine 500 to a thousand years ago, um, everyone that you would know would be within your village. 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, right? Sure. And I can understand how at that time it would be much easier to, um, to be concerned about what people thought about you because of just the small little community that you had, right? But on today's scale of having, you know, so many people having access to you at all times, putting yourself out there, um, thousands, tens of thousands of people have access to, to, to know who that is that you are and, and, and you're, you're being vulnerable to all those tens of thousands of people on the internet. Um, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit about the 9,800 people? I, I don't think that us as humans were supposed to be exposed to this many people. Hell no. We were not supposed to be this connected. I don't think that was ever the intent. I don't think that we were, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? Like at this scale, like I could, it's, 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 you can't make everyone happy. Yeah. And because of the opportunity for um, exposure and for everybody to have access to everybody, everyone feels like their opinion matters. Like my opinion really matters on this global scale of like, you know what I mean? Like every little thing that I should have opinion on, mine really matters. And so it's like this perfect storm of like accessibility and feeling like, you know, I don't know, that you need to have an opinion on everything and it needs to be heard is crazy. Mm -hmm. I think I think the only people you should be concerned about um, what they think about you is the people that matter most to you and everybody else can go fuck themselves. Let me rephrase that. That's what you're supposed to say in your head. I think that the only people that matter, whose opinions matter, are the people that are closest to you, that love that you love and that love you back. Everyone else does not matter as much. And just because you're connected to tens of thousands of people does not mean that you need to... L- to worry about what tens of thousands of people think. The only people that you should be thinking about that matter, whose opinions matter, are the people that are closest to you. Everyone else, 10,000 people can come into your life and then 10,000 people could leave and then 10,000 more people can come into your life. We're so heavily connected. Mm-hmm. And that can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. Trying to to make everybody happy and trying to think about what everyone's going to think about you. Say as, the right thing, not you know do the mean? wrong thing. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. It's the thing that I'm focusing on this morning and the thing I focus on most mornings is all the things that are preventing you from doing the things that you need to do. That's what we're talking about right now. We're overcomplicating it, but I'm going to simplify it. The difference between you being successful and unsuccessful is the things that you do, the decisions that you make, and how quickly you do them. That's it. No three-step formulas, no fucking five pillars. That's it. You're, you need to do something today. You make it, you made a decision that you're going to have this or you're going to be this. And there are things that you need to do in order for that to become reality. And you're not doing them. And we're overcomplicating it by talking about all the different reasons why 
when the simple answer is that whatever it is that you need to do, go and do it. And fuck all the stupid excuses around it. What are people going to think? My mom said this. I can't find it. The bank says I can't. Have you tried trying? You know what I mean? Can you just forget about what everyone thinks just for two seconds and just go and try trying and not care what people think just for a second? You know what I mean? If you don't have the answer, find the answer. Ask right here. Boom. Hey, how do I do this? Someone had a question yesterday. And I'm not going to be really, really be able to answer it all that well. Josh had a question about how to estimate renovation budget when analyzing deals. Josh, if I answer that question for you, are you going to do, are you going to buy a house today? If not, then get 10 more questions and ask them all at the same time. I'll answer all of them. And then today you're going to put an offer on a house. I have a feeling that if I answer Josh's question about how to estimate renovation budget when analyzing deals today, I don't think he's going to write an offer. So Josh, I want you to come back tomorrow with all of the questions that you have, every single one. And if you don't know all of them, think about it really hard today and come back tomorrow morning. Okay, I figured out everything I need to know in order for me to take action. I've forgotten about, I've, I've, I've dismissed everything uh, that that's not part of that, that would, you know, I've dismissed everything about other people and what they think of me. Here's the questions that I need answered in order for me to make an offer today so that I can move forward and buy the next property. Do that. Why not? Every day you don't, you are wasting a day. I'm talking to Josh right now, but I'm also talking to everyone. Every day that you put that off, you're just wasting time. You want it. Why aren't you asking for it? Why aren't you trying? Some of you want 10 houses this year. Some of you think it'd be really cool if you bought 10 houses before the end of the year. What do you need to know? What do you need? Ask me. I'll answer for you. If you come back tomorrow and ask me the right questions, the right questions, and get the information that you need, what's stopping you from doing it? Time, your job, your family, what people are going to think about you? Solve it. Solve for X. Figure it out. Okay, I need to take two weeks off work. I need to tell my family, hey, I'm going to be busy for the next two weeks. I'm going to go live in a hotel. Call your employer, take two weeks off. Have a nice conversation with your wife and say, hey, I know this is really hard and I know this is really fast and unexpected, but I'm going to go live in a hotel for two weeks. It's going to cost me about 1500 bucks, but I'm going to go buy 10 houses. I love you guys. I'll be back in two weeks. That's the answer, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have any money partners. First day, you're going to literally spend 24 fucking hours on the phone calling everybody that you know. That's the answer, right? That's the solution, Gabby? Yeah. Are you willing to do that? That's it right there. That's all. No more excuses. No job's not in the way. Wife's not in the way. Kids aren't in the way. You know what I mean? Other obligations aren't in the way. Money partners, who gives a shit? I'm going to call everybody that I, that I know and ask them if they'd like to get on these deals. I'm going to buy 10 houses before the end, of the, the end of the year. That's how you do it. Who's going to do my mortgage financing? Joint venture partners. Okay, cool. How many of you are going to do that? That's what an entrepreneur would do. That's what I would do. Don't don't just listen to me. Ask Gabby. Like that's a hundred percent what I would do. Campaign mode. Campaign mode. Let's go. I have a goal. I have an outcome that I need to achieve. I'm going to create a campaign in order to 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 complete that outcome. Ten houses, two weeks, eighteen days, done. 
that's what a real investor would do. Yeah. Right. Now, when you when you think about that, I want you to compare that to what you've been doing. I want you to really feel bad this morning. Shit. I drove to Edmonton, looked at a couple cracks. I came home. I didn't even write an offer. I should have wrote an offer right at that moment. I'm just giving you guys something to compare to. If you want to reach the goals that you are talking about, that's how hard you need to work. That's how hard you need to try. That's trying. That's doing whatever it takes. What I just explained to you is trying. Trying with crying with, you know what I mean? Basically abandoning all of your obligations just to, to, to complete the outcome. Even if you can do 90% of that, you'd reach your goals. Wayne, it makes me think of um, kind of from a different perspective, you know, we're talking about going and putting an offer and buying a house. And, you know, if you want 10 houses by the end of the year, just go do it. But um, like when I, when I kind of think about different aspects of how that can work, like I think about when I decided that I wanted to run mastermind groups and was sitting on it for a while. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, if you want to do this, like, what do you need to do? And I'm like, well, I really want to take a course to know how to properly run the groups. You're like, then find the course, buy the course. Mm -hmm. And so like that day I found a course and you're like, buy it. Like, let's go. And I bought the course. It's and the then, solution, right? And then it's like, uh, it was a, I think they give you like, it was online, but they give you six months to complete it. And you're like, and you're like, so when are you going to have this course done? And I'm like, well, it's a six month course. And you're like, how long realistically do you need though? Like, like could you get it done in a week? Could you get it done in a couple of days? And so I think that I had, I think it, I can't remember like exactly, but I'm pretty sure that I got it done in two weeks, like just doing like every evening, getting through like a couple of the things. But that's like, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't have, I, do I didn't have that mindset of like, well, if you just want to get it done, like, just go do it. Like, I'm the kind of person who would sit there and think about it and be like, well, maybe, the, I don't know, maybe this is what I want. Maybe it's not. And like, come and haul over it. Whereas I had somebody who had the right mindset telling me like, just get the course, start the course. Hmm. Are you actually going to take six months? Or do you want to start these, these mastermind groups like next month? Like, let's go. Yeah. And you can like, whatever you want, like, if you just fucking go do it. If you start now, if you start today, if you stop thinking about it and you just put to, put it to action, you can literally have whatever you want. You just need to take the first step and be like, hey, I'm doing this. Yeah. And then keep moving. And we go back to that ego thing. The reason why it's so easy for me to say that is because I believe in myself. I know that if, if I did that, I would achieve it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't stop. Right? I would never say the words of like, oh, even if worst case, I only get five deals. No, I would get the 10 because I'd be willing to do whatever it takes. Anything is, you can figure out anything, right? You stay up later, you get someone else to come and sit in the hotel and they get on the phone with you. You hire someone for $25 an hour to sit with you for the next two weeks to basically call every realtor in the city, to call every for sale by owner. Like everything is like, Oh no, I don't have enough time to call joint venture partners and to call the realtors and to go and look at all the properties. Okay, I'm going to pay someone $25 an hour to sit in that hotel with me. And they're also going to order my food. 
so I can maximize my output as much as possible. Everything like it's 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 all there. Like it's all very simple stuff, but something this is stuff that people aren't willing to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's why I say like it's so much easier for people that are younger that don't have kids and families and stuff like that, not because the kids and the families are in the way. It's more so just because it's less excuses. Yeah. Because it's harder for a dad to say that, that he's going to take away, you know, he's going to leave for two weeks and tell his family, I'm going to be in a hotel because these 10 properties are more important than you. That's a tough fucking thing to do. But you can. You can. So for the younger people, I think it's just so much significantly easier. A younger person can quit their job and go three months hard reaching whatever it is that they need to do in order to get themselves to a point where they don't have to go to their job, back to their job. Mm -hmm. And if they do have to go back to their job, they can easily find another job. No problem. A little bit harder for a family, a family man or a family woman. But it's all doable. Just how bad do you want it? How hard? Like, have you tried? Have you done everything possible? I can squash any fucking excuse. Anything that comes at me. Because there's always a way. I just gave you another one right there. Okay, well, if I'm in the hotel for two weeks and I'm on the phone talking to joint ventures all the time, well, I don't have enough time to go find those 10 properties. What if I can't find the 10 properties? That bullshit. Hire someone. Bring someone else on. Paying 25 bucks an hour. How much is that going to cost you for two weeks? $25 an hour times eight hours a day. How much is that? $200 a day times 14 days. $2,800. Is it worth the investment? Is it going to help you get your goal? Do it. Sign. Pay the invoice. $2,800. How much is the hotel? $1,500? Okay, we're at $4,300. Is the $4,300 investment worth it to get the 10 properties? Are those 10 properties going to help you quit your job? Okay, let's go. Let's get to work. Are you on my level yet? There's no fucking excuses. There's just the how. And then there's the execution. Making the decision and executing. Done. Boom. I like I like operating in campaign mode. You're going to notice that I don't actually operate on this wavelength very often. I only do it when I need to. <laughs> I, I trademarked this. I didn't actually trademark it, but I coined it um, years ago. It's because I found that like all of my bullshit excuses... No offense, family, job, hockey team, and all that shit got in the way. But those are things that I really liked. Now you're going to make me choose between my family and, and my and my future? So what I decided to do is I, start, I decided to start doing campaign mode. Hey, guys, love you. I'm, I'm going to be in my office for the next two weeks. I'm going to be eating a lot of pizza and a lot of coffee. But... I want you to pretend that I'm not here. I want you to pretend I'm on vacation. Okay. You can say hi to me when I come upstairs for a fresh coffee or fresh water or go to the bathroom. But otherwise, I need everybody to leave me alone. I'm in campaign mode. I got to get a deal in the next two weeks. And I let everybody know. And everybody understood. Right. They knew why I was doing it that way. They understood that I was doing it that way specifically because I didn't want it to affect the family. If I tried to do this while still being, you know, trying to be a present father, I'd be here, but I wouldn't be here. Right? I'd be working my ass off trying to figure out how I'm going to get to this outcome. How am I going to reach, you know, how am I going to take those next steps? 
And then, you know, my daughter would say, Hey, can, can I show you something? And I'd be like, no, sorry. That's not the dad that I want to be. It's better for me to just leave for two weeks or not be here for two weeks or to set the expectations that I'm not here. So that way I don't let anyone down because when I come back from my campaign, I want to be a present father, right? I want to do the things that I'm, you know, that I, that I committed to, but I can't commit to both because trying to commit to both just doesn't work. So it's got to be one or the other. You have to be hundred percent focused and committed onto one thing at a time, complete it, then go back to your other commitments. Hey guys, I'm done. I'm back. Oh, we missed you. Okay. You guys want to go get ice cream? Okay. Show me what, uh, show me what you worked on today. If you treat everything like a campaign, it's, it's so much easier because you can go hard and fast, reach the outcome, then go back to your normal cushy life. Right. And it doesn't have to be 10 properties in 18 days. It could be one property in one week. Right. If you know that like what you've been trying so far, what you the approach that you've been using hasn't been working, then try a different approach. Reach the outcome. Go back to just doing your normal day-to-day stuff. And then when you decide you need to do it again, make the decision, make a plan, execute, complete it, go back to normal. That's why I have time to play video games all day. That's why I sit on the couch and that's why, you know what I mean? Like most days I'm just like doing absolutely nothing because I'm, you know, just chilling, just managing whatever we got on the go. I'm in management mode. But when I decide that I want to grow, I put all of my energy into one thing. I focus on it, I complete it, and then I go back to management. Glenn says, I was listening to older podcasts on the plane and Gabby mentioned something that stuck to me. She stated, if you want answers from us, realize what we are sacrificing to answer them. Even though you guys are putting yourselves out there, some people may feel entitled. You're not assholes. You're driven. So last night I registered to the landlord tenant act course starts January. Thank you, Gabby. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's a city of Edmonton has a course. Man, there's a lot of conversation here that I just missed <laughs> going on. Yeah, that's why you guys got to be here live. These people are just like totally chatting. <laughs> okay, are we? Chris says, so campaign mode is like being in a hyper hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm giving a very exaggerated example. But it could be as simple as like finding a deal. Right? Don't fucking dabble in anything else. Don't go take the stupid webinar on Tuesday night. Don't go fucking... You know, go out with your friends. No, you got a deal to find. And you should be putting all of your energy into finding that deal. Everything until you find the deal. Focus. It's all about focus. That's the campaign, right? Is to get the deal. Write it down. And, you know, for Chris, for like, you know, we just finished our building your your roadmap um, workshop on Saturday. That's how, that's, how you, that's how you reach your goals. That's how you reach the, you know, the end of your roadmap. You build the roadmap. 
and you, 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 you write out all the action steps that need to happen in order for you to reach those outcomes, which eventually get you to, you to your ultimate goal. If some of those things require a little more effort than what you can handle in a day-to-day outside of work, outside of family and stuff like that, then you might need to make the decision like, okay, this is going to take a little bit of work and I need to put all my energy into it. I think I need to start a campaign. Hey, Roxanne. Hey, family. I need to find a deal. I've been trying. It's not working. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to be here. And I want you guys to know that I love you. I just need to get this done. Um, Please don't take anything personally. I'm going into beast mode. Or I just, I just stopped at the airport and I filled up on jet fuel and I'm fucking ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think a really good example, not necessarily of campaign mode, but of just like some somebody or this couple, for instance, who just knows what it is that they're out there looking for and they are taking all the necessary steps is Annette and Bradley. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, I mean, God, like Brad's up working in Fort Mac one week on, one week off. Annette is home with three young children, one of which is a newborn. Uh, my timing might be a little off, but a month or two old. And yeah. They know, they knew what what it is that they wanted. They wanted to get another flip going and possibly two. And they literally are out there not only hustling to find the the properties, but asking every single question that they know they need answered. And they're getting those answers. Oh, yeah. She's putting tons of questions. They're um, part of our mentorship program. And they are blowing up the the mentorship group with questions with good questions that they need answered in order to move forward so there's literally no excuse Mm -hmm. like they they have no excuse not to take the action the actionable steps required to obtain what it is that they're after in, in the moment because they have the answers they're asking the questions they're getting the answers needed and they are taking action and god the amount of growth within the past year when they first attended our cabin retreat is insane. It is. It's insane. It is. And I, I just think that they're the perfect example. I mean, yes, they've had their like ups and downs throughout the year of like maybe not really knowing what they wanted and are these the right steps to be taking, taken. And um, they dropped off for a little bit. I, yeah. I, they're listening. I don't think they are, but I think Annette's um, here. Yeah, they dropped off for a little bit right after the beginning because they were a little concerned about the whole like belief of it. Can we actually do this? I, I think that she would be the first to admit that that yeah they 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 had a ton of belief and then then kind of they kind of sat back for a second like oh my gosh is this actually going to work? This is scary. This is scary. Um, they made some very very big big goals out of the gate, and then they kind of changed their mind a little bit. But then instead of just like staying in that hole, they just, they climbed right back out and they came up with a better plan. Yeah. Something that was actually real for them. Yeah. And they, they moved. Yeah. They moved to Edmonton specifically just so that they could. Yeah. Have a better shot and they could be closer for the opportunities. And all of the things that like were holding them back were unanswered questions which is what we say all the time and which is literally why we're here right now. Today, this morning, yesterday morning, the morning before that, tomorrow, why we're going to be here in the morning, Mm -hmm. is to answer the questions that are holding you back. Yeah. 
And, you know, in Annette and Bradley's case, like they joined the mentorship program. So they have the exclusive group to ask kind of like the high level questions in. But you can literally ask the questions here that are preventing you from moving forward. And you can be Annette and Bradley taking massive action because the things that the insecurities, the unknowns that are holding you back could be answered and no longer a reason to be held back. Ah, I love them. <laughs> Not to mention they're just like fan fantastic people. Yeah. Yeah. Um they've they've managed to be super successful and not assholes. Yeah. Which I find a very fascinating. But also <laughs> humble. They don't they don't see that they're super successful. They're like we could have been doing more. We could have like they're yeah. They they need to give their balls a tug. <laughs> I wish you would <laughs> You guys are fucking killing it. <laughs> Gabby's just walking behind with a bike pump, just like pumping up their tires. <laughs> just pumping them up. <laughs> they really are. And Gabby made a really good point. Like it's it's all here, guys. Like it's um this is this is my you you got to you got to tap into like the way that I operate just for a couple minutes there. Um, when someone told me that they really, really, really wanted to reach their goals, I said, okay, go hire a coach or mentor. They're like, I don't have the money. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, is it just like, a, I don't have the money or is it like, a, I don't like, they literally don't have the money and they literally didn't have the money. There was no options for them other than selling their body for six months and then eventually to have enough money to join my mentorship program. And I would feel really bad about that. So when I realized, okay, like there's no real clear, easy path for this person here and they're not quite ready. They're not in a position yet to go and make $10,000, you know, rapidly in a month. You know what I mean? Like some, it's possible. Like I could make 10 grand, no problem. You know what I mean? I, I go, I go flip couches or I've, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd, I'd go find discount items and I'd sell them on Amazon. Like I'd, I'd figure out how to make money. I've always been really good at making money. Um, but if that person's not quite at that stage yet, anyways, like that person wasn't at that stage yet. Uh, it was, in, it was in that moment that I realized that like there needs to be free options here because I've seen so many people just like that where they, they don't have the money or maybe they've got $70,000 with the debt. And they didn't have the money. There's no way they could just, you know, they could join a coaching program. So that's why we decided to do this morning show. Because mm-hmm. I asked the question, what if there was a free option? How would I make it work? Okay, I can't do it during the day because I'm too busy. And also nobody would be able to join in during the day because they're all working. So what time in the, like, how would I, okay, let's do a morning show. Gabby looked at me and she kind of tilted her head and she's like, no. <laughs> and I, well, okay, seven o'clock. No, seven o'clock is too close because then it'd be eight o'clock. We wouldn't be able to get the kid ready for school. Six o'clock. Gabby said, okay, well, what about like Monday, Wednesday, Friday? I think that's what you said, right? I don't quite remember. And then I, said, I was pretty willing pretty quickly though. And I said, I didn't day. give you too many roadblocks. And then Monday to Friday. And then you asked, can we just take like Thursdays off? Since we're doing Thursday live trainings in the evening, can we just take Thursdays off or Fridays off or something like that? I'm like, nope. We need everyone to commit to this routine. I don't want someone having Wednesdays off or Thursdays off or Fridays off. I want everybody to commit to this new routine every single day. 
that they're going to wake up, they're going to listen to the show, they're going to get their questions answered, and they're going to go and they're going to take action. And then I asked myself, if I did that, would people actually take it? And then would they, would it be valuable? And would they create something? Yes, I think so. The message you re- messages you receive would indicate yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's worth it. Yeah. So for those of you that aren't fully utilizing this platform and this resource, I want you to think about that today. I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to think about that today. Because it's right here in front of you. There's zero excuses. That's it. Like, is there any questions that I could... Someone asked a question earlier. Um, how have you found is the best way to split utilities for up and down suites? Um, since you're in the Edmonton area, uh, main floor pays, uh, pays a fixed rate and down uh, downstairs pays a fixed rate. Put them in your name. Put them the utilities in your name. And then you charge a fixed rate to the upstairs and a fixed rate to the downstairs. So take the total... Um, what your utilities are right now to try and take a 12 month average and divide it by 12 months. Yeah. If you, if this is a new, new venture for you and you don't have that um, history to base it off of uh, right now with all of the rising rates um, I would say between all of our suited properties that a good average is at minimum, like to at minimum to be safe and have everything covered would be 600. Yeah. So uh, what I'm doing right now is 350 and up and 250 down. Does that equal six? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, three fifty up, two fifty down. Yeah. Um, flat rate, uh, and yeah, if your utilities come out to like you know the average for the year comes out to be five fifty, then you just made a a fifty dollar additional cash flow. Yeah, and that's say, and so it's just so that you don't freak out, and you know when you get your January bill. That's, um, you know, some of your bills, I've had $700 bills and it's scary. It's like, holy shit, you know, when you've had those big cold snaps and all that kind of thing. But then in the summer, I've had $300 bills. So you need to look at the average and not be like single-minded and be like, well, sometimes they're 700, so I need to collect $700 of utilities. Are they going to pay the difference that month when it's 700? Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're banking it and putting it in your, your reserve fund and it's, you're being covered throughout the yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody loves the fact that you keep saying you need to give your balls a tug. That's what the conversation is in the chat right now. Oh, sorry about uh, that, guys. <laughs> if you want the female version, Garrett give lost your- service, and all he heard was "give your balls a tug." <laughs> um, Kyle's new email signature is "you need to give your balls a tug." If you want the female version, it's uh, Cap. Just stop. Give your tits a shake. <laughs> I just put it out there. Well, Glenn's printing the Glenn's printing the t-shirt. <laughs> All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 